things I want to talk about. Yeah. My mushroom trip. Okay. Which one? That's yet to happen. Mm-hmm. The, the cancellation one from the of Colleen Ballinger. Oh my god. Slash the MFM discourse. Not familiar. Excited to hear. MFM. MFM. I think he said the MFM. And I was like, who's MFM? Listen, Nick, when I tell (laughs) you about... When MFM falls in love. (laughs) When I tell you about MFM, you're not even fucking ready, Nick. What this bitch has done... MFM, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) Nick's listened to the record um, half a time. Yeah, not even. Not making Boy Genius references. Rise and shine. Well, a very heavy, uh, heavy duet. We had a very but let's go ahead, Terrace Chase, and listen to the bit, the heavy pit. Hello. Hey guys. We're back. We're back and worse yeah. than ever. We're back and worse than ever. Sorry, we took a little hiatus just to give a quick excuse that you don't care about. Um, I've been watching my sister's dog, who's under two years old, for the past month and it's like a full-time fucking job um, i've just been having a sustained panic attack since like exactly. march slash april ish yeah. of 2013 <laughs> <laughs> um that's when it started oh. it definitely peaked you know this past march slash april mm-hmm. but we're still climbing <laughs> i feel like i've re- reached a nice like resting ground where like definitely not getting any better but it's not getting any worse that's good that's good not getting any worse is really good you know not that anyone needs my medical information but i did make the decision uh over the weekend that i was like i'm like i'm powerless to my anxiety i literally Mm -hmm. felt like a fucking drug addict i'm like no i was was literally about that's like AA, yeah no i know but like honestly mental illness and addiction do be having a lot of similarities you don't need to go outside right now you were just out there that's enough and the constantly wanting to go outside but i I get it outside is exciting i get it you have like (laughs) you have like a crazy amount of nerves in your nose they have like a whole ass other world that they're getting with their nose it's it's like a face clit well we have like six thousand nerve receptors in our or six million in our nose how many do i have in my clit definitely more than that i think but we have like. You mean if have, I can rub my nose hard enough, we, I can calm yeah, right here? Definitely. Uh, but we have like six million. These motherfuckers have like three hundred million. <gasps> that, so it's like fifty times more. It's just a crazy whole another. So I get the smells must be really exciting, but also you were just outside. Anyway, I accepted defeat and decided I can no longer raw dog life. And I was like, I need, I need anxiety meds. Like mm-hmm. I, I cannot do this without drugs. Have you I ever, that... ta- have you ever taken like Xanax or anything? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I've never taken like, I've never done pills. Like. It'd be nice if like. The, okay. I took, my dentist gave me something when I was 14 and I was scared of needles. Mm-hmm. There was some sort of like. I mean, I was it like. was a benzo. No, I was literally like a child. So he was probably like, yeah. here's a little something that'll calm you down and make you a little more relaxed it like mm-hmm. probably was a xanax or something yeah, of the heroin <laughs> and i tried to get a xanax when i cut my finger fascinating story when i cut my finger and oh my god okay fine you can go out considering you're <clears throat> making love to the window go outside girl i swear to god if you don't go outside right now that's the worst when they're like i want to go outside and then and they stand there and, and they stare stand there and stare and it's like Do you want me what to could you possibly no, when I cut my finger and I went to the urgent care and I was like, if you're going to give me stitches, I'm going to freak out. I'm like, I'm going to need a Xanax. Yeah. And they were like, uh, we can't do that. If you want Xanax, you could go across the street to the emergency room. And I'm like, that seems like a whole lot of effort. You can glue it shut instead. You were at urgent care? What? Where, 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 were, you? where were you? The like one on campus. The urgent care? Yeah. And they were like, go to emergency across the street. If you want a Xanax. Girl, okay. I'm like, why don't you run across the street to the emergency room, get yeah. me a Xanax, and bring it back? Like, why don't you do your job? What's not clicking? Yeah. <laughs> what if the urgent care had a runner? They could just like go a, back and A Xanny runner? <laughs> <laughs> it's Birdie. So she was she, she has one job. But I was like, no, it's time to get medicated. I can't live like this anymore. And. So I like also because I haven't been to the doctor in like the last century mm-hmm. and 
was like, I'm going to get a primary care physician and I'm like going to get a physical and like do the stuff I've been absolutely, I'm going to do the thing. She's doing the thing y'all. I mean, I'm going to do the thing with my doggo and then I'm going to watch Harry Potter. <laughs> anyway, I like, it was honestly traumatic and I was, I didn't have my um, insurance. I just want to eat like a pint of Ben and Jerry's and like watch friends and like, you know. Why am I still single? <laughs> I'm just I really, th- so I'm, much I'm just table. thinking about like painting my home office. Like, I don't know, something like a deep blue or something with like maybe this is some a specific th- read like in like shiplap of my bathroom. I'm going to go to the local Home Depot and stand on the shiplap aisle and just smack it out of millennials hands. Off. Yeah, literally. I'm going to stand on the shiplap, I mean, shiplap aisle with a is, gun. Shiplap's out, right? It's, it can't be still in. No, because I think beadboard has taken over. Unless your backyard is the beach. Get that <laughs> shit out of here. If you have shiplap in the Midwest, I'm like, don't even have ships. I frightened with like, where the direction of interior design is going because yeah. trend cycles with interior design are also moving too quickly. And I'm like, can I enjoy anything? Anyway, made my appointment. I was ready to go. I didn't have my insurance card. So I pulled up the picture of my insurance card mm-hmm. that I had sent to my therapist when I started. Yeah. While I was driving, yeah. I was on the phone checking, like looking through my old emails and trying to read off a like, group number. It sounds like you're being safe. I mean, I had one eye on the road. Yeah. <laughs> my lazy eye. Yeah. <laughs> my labia. I had my labia on the road. I had my labia on the road. And she was like, cool, your appointment is September 8th. And I was like... Virgo season. We're still in cancer. I was like, what? I'm like, I can't wait a whole astrological cycle. sign and a half. Like, you can't do that to me. That's ridiculous. And I was just like, it's like, are these doctors really that busy? No, I know. I'm like, I know they work hard or whatever. But I mean, come but on. like, come on. I don't understand how there's such a shortage of doctors and like the hospitals are so understaffed. That is insane to me. I'm like, is it just because everyone needs to be an influencer now and there's not enough doctors and nurses? Because <laughs> everyone's doing TikTok dances in Sheehan halls? Dude, I don't get it. I mean, there, there are, I feel like in general, there's two types of people that become doctors. There are people who like do it because they want to help people and there are people who do it because it's like a high-earning job. Um, but like at what cost? It honestly seems like such no, a miserable like job. such a nightmare. Um, you could just be like, an influencer. And the you know path what I mean? to get it. But, no, or, yeah, and then I feel like it's like, or you could just start a podcast, have a YouTube channel. Exactly. And then, like, get, get that salary that way. Make an OnlyFans. No, literally. Anyway, if I kill myself before the 8th, <laughs> that's why. And it'll be the doctor's fault. I got on. <laughs> I got onto my therapy call today and I was like, Stephanie, I don't know. Like, I like feel like I can't make it. And I was like, and what I mean by that is I'm going to suffer until the eighth. Don't worry about me. I'm like so (laughs) paranoid that I'm going to like get institutionalized. No, literally I be a hyperbolic bitch. And when I'm like, I want to die. I'm like, yeah, I don't have a suicide plan. You know what I mean? I don't have a plan. I don't have a plan. I'm raw dogging okay, my thing, suicide. Okay, can we have some real t- No, like literally. Can we have some real talk about suicidal ideation in the GCRN? Um, so like I've, when I've been like really depressed and I'm talking to like a therapist or a psychiatrist or whatever, <laughs> I ask, I'm like, so like what, like, can you tell me what I have to say? What my like, red flags? I'm like, so if like, what, what, what would it take for me to say for you to like, take action and then they tell me and i'm like okay and they kept, they kept talking about a suicide plan and i was like who are these type a motherfuckers killing themselves like a plan like it's i'm scheduled. like literally if i i mean i guess this is a plan but when you say like do you have a suicide plan i'm like are people being like friday at 5 p.m i think so that's like okay that's okay kind of gay kind of dramatic <laughs> Tired, corny, played out. <laughs> but I guess people do do that. Like I'm thinking about people I know who've killed themselves, and it's like, yeah, this was like Should we have them on. This was well, Clary, we can't because they're no longer here. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> but like, I guess like, yeah, they did have a plan, just like based on like their actions prior. <clears throat> but like, that's like, I mean, that's really that's like so dark to me. I always feel like this is I mean, my messed up brain. Themselves, but. 
suicide is like a really dark and sad thing. Suicide's really fucked up. Guys, it's no joke. No. No. DM us if you're suicidal. I (laughs) struggle with Mm -hmm. is whenever I do a bad behavior or like something on my list of things that I seek therapy for, Mm -hmm. I then, there's a part of me that's like, oh, I have to report it to my therapist. Which I'm like, why are you ratting on yourself? (laughs) I'm like, Stephanie, I gotta (laughs) tell you. I gotta tell you, I made a suicide note, a plan note. That's just called a diary, baby. Uh. <laughs> That's just called our podcast. <laughs> our podcast <laughs> called Suicide Note. That's just the notes app in my phone. It's like things I need at Trader Joe's. It's like almond milk, edamame, kill yourself. My suicide plan is the frozen aisle at Trader Joe's. <laughs> what? <laughs> Birdie says mom stopped joking about suicide. Oh, nothing. Um Speaking of suicide, <sighs> I um Are we gonna talk about the submarine? Girl, imagine if we were on that. I wanna talk about my journey to the center of the earth. Yeah. On the submarine. I feel like something I hear a lot when people do mushrooms is that they experience an ego death. Yes. Can you explain to me, Nick, before I get into my riveting tale? Not well. I can try. What did an ego death feel like for you? I've never experienced ego death. Oh. Yeah. I would be explaining it from like not personal experience. Okay. So, yeah. I had a non-consensual mushroom trip. There was... (laughs) (laughs) The mushroom invaded. I drugged myself is like the scariest part of all. (laughs) But like... It's who you least expect. (laughs) (laughs) Me like holding a gun in the mirror. Yeah. (laughs) Dang it. You bitch. Dude, your reflection holding the gun. When you went on a journey to the center of the earth, did uh-huh. you look at a mirror? Um, I looked at my selfie camera. Oh my god. Okay, so yeah, I don't know if that counts, but no, it does. For the past like six months, I've been experimenting, experimenting with microdosing, mm-hmm. which for those of you who don't know or haven't done it, is taking a microdose, a, a microdose <laughs> of mushrooms, and there's no psychedelic effect. There's no visuals. There's no mental. It is literally just... It just chills you out. Being in a good mood. It's... Yeah. I was having such a good experience with it. I was doing it... I mean, I work from home, but like I was doing it before work. I was literally getting up and having like my 0.5 grams of mushrooms. And I, from what I understand, 1.75, so one and three quarters gram will give you like a pretty good trip. Okay. So I was taking about I think half I took, of that. I think I took like 1.2, 1.3... And I didn't have any anything visual or anything. Well, that's yeah. good for you. I still kind of tripped, but I wasn't like, I, don't know, I wasn't like seeing shit. No, I mean, really. I was like cooking dinner. I was gardening. I was doing work on a computer. Like mm-hmm. it was, and it was wonderful. You're it's, being, you're a girl bossing. It, well, a lot of people bossing. do it in place of antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because my, I mean, I don't have de- like clinical depression. I experienced depressive episodes. Yet. What? Yet. <laughs> we'll see what the doctor has to say. <laughs> well, according to my therapist. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think you do. Yeah, I, I, I was joking. However. But sometimes I, you do be depressed. <laughs> yeah, amen. But microdosing, I was like, oh, damn, is this how people with like normal brain chemistry feel? Yeah, yeah. Like, I just Dude, simply... that's how I felt. That's how I feel on testosterone. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So this is like what a nice functioning body feels like. Right? Yeah. So, one fateful night, about a month ago, I came home from rehearsals, and I had a bunch of organizing in the garage to do, and I was like, oh, this will be perfect. I'm going to take my little same microdosed amount, which also, we have a kitchen scale, like a really sensitive, nice one. Yeah. That like, I'd For be, Ryan's coffee. That I'd be weighing these mushrooms on. So, like, yeah. I'm not just like, oh, yeah, fucking, like, taking a stem this time, a cap this time. Like, I am, like, weighing this out and doing it, like... Very methodically. I'm like being responsible. Yeah. As every good drug addict should. Yeah, no, literally. You guys ever weighed out your heroin? <laughs> you have to. You gotta. It makes it so much it better. Really <laughs> makes the experience a lot better. Before you get addicted to benzos, make sure you start weighing them. And yourself. <laughs> the number one change, but your perception of it will. <laughs> um, so, I take my little 0.5 grams at about 10 p.m. And... I forgot I even took them. I'm in the garage. Be that way. I, right? Yeah. 
because that's kind of what it was like every other time I fucking microdosed. Anyway, I am in the garage. I am putting away all of my thrifted china. I have my headphones on and I'm listening to listening to ASMR. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, my legs are like they feel like jello. And I was like, I must be so tired from rehearsal. And then suddenly, I and like, then suddenly a little man appears no, in the corner literally. of the room. <laughs> And then the hat man appeared and said, come with me. No, then my vision starts blurring. Oh. And I was like, am I dying? Like, what's happening? And my heart is racing and my mouth is dry as fuck. Imagine that until you died. You're like, my legs feel like jello. I wish, honestly. And so then I called Ryan out to the garage and I'm like, something's not right. And honestly... Supportive partner of the year award goes to Ryan. He took such good care of me. But the whole time I kept being like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Just because I felt so bad that I like, like it wasn't something I communicated before. Like, I'm going to get super fucked up. Are you ready to take care of me? It just like (laughs) happened. But that's marriage. Yeah. (laughs) But that's about, (laughs) that's what being a business partner means. No, exactly. And we're like business partners in love. No, exactly. Um, So I, then the hysterics came. I could not stop fucking laughing. You FaceTimed me. I, well, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. We have not gotten there yet. Yeah. I FaceTimed you in like the peak of it all. I'm still coming up. <laughs> the visual trips hadn't set in yet. Um, I made Ryan dress me for bed. I felt like I couldn't walk. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. And then once I kind of like made my peace with what was happening, because I was like, I kept being like, Maybe this is the worst of it. Like, because mm-hmm. I'm microdosing, like, I don't think I'm going to reach full trip level. Like, this is it. This is the peak. But I just kept climbing. So what are you feeling? Describe it. Um, Because it sounds much more intense than when I did it. I felt really giggly. My body felt like jello loosey-goosey. Like, I felt like mm. I was swimming in the ocean. Like, zero gravity almost. But I sounds was great. down on Earth. Um. And just like really giggly. I love being a silly goose. Right. Exactly. It was just silly goose vibes. And then, then the visual trip started to set in and And my room, dude, my room is like ripe for visual trips. That fan. That fan would be crazy. I have this big ass fan on my wall and my covers are kind of like roughly and ruched staring at that shit. Crazy. But now it's like 10 45, 11. And I was like, well, I don't want to waste this like, (laughs) <laughs> this fun little journey I'm on like this magical experience right I'm like I might as well get my like money's worth totally and so I was like plants I'm gonna go stare at my plants so this is when things take a turn for the worse and I'm still coming up at this point <laughs> I don't know if you're all aware but I have a eight nine foot tall girl that's like 12 feet these these walls are not 12 feet tall but the plant is. Oh, that's true. Yeah. If yeah. the plant could bust through the ceiling, it's like a 12 foot yeah. tall bird yeah. of paradise that I raised from a baby. I took it home from. I can't believe how big it is. No, I took it home from Home Depot, I think. Mm-hmm. And it fit in the back of my car. Mm-hmm. And a little ass sedan. My semi-luxury sedan. Back in its more semi-luxury days before it was really shitting out on me. <laughs> but so I, I, I stood beneath what I've been calling the tree. Okay. And I looked up into its leaves touching the ceiling. And you guys... It spoke to me. It, I'm like going to start crying. What did it sound like? Nick, it whispered. Uh-huh, it was like, okay. mm-hmm. kind of like the, um, <laughs> did you think I was in the tree? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, kind of, you know, in Harry Potter, when the like Voldemort is like whispering. Yes. Like through the walls at every like Potter. Chamber of secrets. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like that, but nice. Okay, cool. So like that, but ASMR. Not exactly. Like, it wasn't not like, like, I'm going to kill you. Not it's like just Wizard like, Hitler. Exactly. Not Wizard yeah. Hitler at all. And definitely not my, written by a turf. My Bird of Paradise was giving Wizard Hitler. <laughs> my Bird of Paradise kept saying weird transphobic comments. Yeah. Turns out my Bird of Paradise any is... any consenting adult who will have, have you. you. Turns out my Bird of Paradise is really weird about some stuff. <laughs> No, it spoke to me. It held me within its <laughs> branches and it told me. <laughs> Girl, I'm like scared of this thing. No, I'm like no, no, looking no, no, no. at it and I'm like, no, hey. no, she's powerful and wonderful. Okay. She told me that she's been watching over me totally. since I took her home. She's watched me grow and has been really worried about me. <laughs> and at this point, 
<laughs> at this point, I just start. And this is kind of crazy because I don't know about you, but a lot of the times when I cry, I feel like tears don't just like stream out of me. They almost have to be like pushed out kind of. Oh, okay. Like I have to like choke a tear out. Like it doesn't just come. You have to like actively cry. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you have to go, like when you have to shit, but like, it's not just like flying out of you, like diarrhea, you have to like push a little bit. Yeah. It's like that. Okay. But like the need to shit is there. Like the totally. need to cry is there. The tears are welling up in my eye, but to get them to like come out, I got to like gotta, force. Yeah. This was insane. Tears just start pouring out of my eyes and suddenly I am hysterical. I'm like, this tree and I are having this really powerful moment and... <laughs> Ryan's just watching for like no, 10 Ryan's minutes. No, Ryan's in like, the bedroom. What? And later he told me I was only out here with the tree for like two minutes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it felt like, what, an hour? <clears throat> it felt like lifetimes. <laughs> so then I'm hysterical. And then I get Ryan. I'm like, Ryan, the tree's talking. You have to come out here. So I made Ryan stand beneath the tree with me. But the tree wouldn't talk when Ryan was there. It only uh, wanted I mean, to naturally. speak to me alone. No, she's shy. No, she's literally... She's and she doesn't mind me retelling the story. It's a no. She, we're good. She's just like, <laughs> Nick. We're good. We're good. Hey. Yeah. We're good. Yo, yo. Do you guys know? <laughs> I don't want any trouble. <laughs> Do you guys know the scene in Pocahontas where she's like talking to Grandmother Willow? Yeah, it's exactly like that. Okay. Clarin or Pocahontas era. So then, when the tree wouldn't talk to Ryan, I then proceeded to sit on the couch. And hysterically sob about all of my mental issues. Totally. For way longer than I'm sure Ryan wanted to hear. And uh-huh. how it was very deep. And then I went into a tangent about how I think that I'm like profoundly like broken inside. And I am like, like there is something, there's a crack somewhere in here. That's and how the light gets in. And I was acting all weird and I was like, like my brain and my inner demons don't want me to tell you this and don't want me to say it out loud, but I'm going to say it like there is something wrong with me. And I woke up and I'm like, girlfriend, get it together. Yeah. It's like, we know. Like, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then I looked at my phone and that was honestly the most like, it was probably the most trippy thing I saw visually, but not in a like cool way, just in like a seasick way. Like everything on my phone was like moving and like shrooms feel like such like a natural primal experience. Yeah, I wanted to look at like linen curtains. I didn't want to yeah. look at Instagram. No. Oh, I also did a stint of staring in the mirror and I watched myself age into my mother and then age into like an old ghoul and like turn to dust. That was pretty freaky. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, when did you FaceTime me? After that, I, I cried for quite a while before I FaceTimed you. Then I was like, Nick needs to be here. Yeah. And so I FaceTimed him from bed and I'm like in the middle of hysterics. My favorite thing you said to me when you're like, I would be so scared. Like, Nick, you're trapped in the phone. Like, don't be scared. And I was like, I wasn't. But like, thanks for the advice. What was your read on the situation? What did I say to you? You seem, you told me about the tree. You were like, the tree talked to me. And I was like, girl, what tree? Because when I look at the, when I look at that, I don't think tree. So she likes like, to be called a tree. Totally. I have to respect her wishes. <laughs> so I was like, mad. what tree are you talking about? And then you said like the bird of paradise. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So Clary's talking to the bird of paradise. That seems fairly normal for a trip. You just seem like you had taken like a really strong edible and we're having like a great time. That was like the general vibe, I guess. But you were also talking to a plant. Yeah. Yeah. You were the correct person to call. Oh. Um, <laughs> then the grand finale of it all. Was that... You called Susan. Oh, dear God. Called her the next day, though, and she said she was jealous. And I was like, you don't want to go through what I went through. I watched both of us age into an old skeleton. It was frightening. <laughs> I'm like, you were there, too. Because I carry you around and everything I fucking do, Mom. Anyway, back to the fan on the wall. The way that our, like, back deck is set up, there's some, like, wooden, um, like, lattice, kind of. Mm-hmm. And when our neighbor's light is on, it kind of like sh- like projects a shadow into yeah. the wall in our room. And the way that the shadow was cast, the fan looked like an arched cat's back. Mm. And the lattice looked like its face, like it was baring its teeth. 
And I, I was like, Ryan, the cat's here. And I made him say goodnight to it when we went to bed, too. And he was, like, so over at that point. He was like, goodnight, kitty cat. <laughs> uh, and then I couldn't sleep until, like, 2 in the morning. The things men put up for us. Amen. Yeah. Because I was just, like, my brain was, like, running and running yes. and running. And then the next day I was fucking exhausted. But it was a really spooky thing to experience when I was simply not planning on going on that introspective journey. Yes. The ego death. I think my ego died long, long. <laughs> I don't yeah, think yeah, I debatable, drugs. debatable. <laughs> I was really excited to tell you guys about that experience. <laughs> Hope you liked the story. But now I'm scared to ever microdose again, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I just don't know anything about that. Like, at all. Well, I felt like I was doing it in such a smart way. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me that if you took the exact same amount that you always do, I don't know why the experience would be, like, that drastically. Because that's, like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, like, previously I could have, like, driven a car. This mm. time I, like, couldn't walk. Yep. <laughs> I couldn't take yeah, my Yeah, it's a real roll off. of the die. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry. Um, another reason we had to take a hiatus besides Clary's horrible trip. <laughs> I'm kind of in my whore era. Um, yeah, Nick's too busy sucking dick and cock. <laughs> like sucking dick and cock. And you did it at my birthday. And I did it. I ha ha ha. We'll uh, never tell. Ha ha. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> wanted to suck off the bird of paradise, the, the tree. Nick, you've angered her. Yeah. <laughs> Say sorry. Say sorry right oh, now. Things are like rustling. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> oh, where did you like that noise? <laughs> Anyone else got a dog with an undercoat? These bitches be shedding, girlfriend. Oh my god. Insane. Anyway. Yeah. Back to you. Nixon is horror era. Nixon is horror era. Not too much else to say. But it's been great. Were you following the Colleen Ballinger drama? I, like, so I was never, like, I obviously knew who Miranda Sings was, <laughs> but I never, like, watched her, or, like, was a fan or anything. Um, and oh. then, and then I was, like, just, like, I, I, she became so irrelevant by, to me, by, like, 2014 at the, yeah. at the latest, like, 2014. Um she seemed like an early, you know, she was an early 2010s YouTube sensation. And then, you know, like, like pretty much all of them, like, they, like, fade away. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, whatever. But apparently she's she been. She retained a pretty huge fan base. But apparently she's still been going. Yeah. Um, And and I guess, like, her comedy has been, like, not centered for kids for a long time. But her fan base remains children from my perception. And then, and then I just. The I I honestly don't even know exactly like what she did. She like DM'd with some like underage fans and like said weird shit. Like that's like the extent of what I know. Pretty much. Which like if you're over eighteen, if you're like a creator over eighteen, don't talk to people under eighteen. No, it's, it's like like literally like like the horribly. I think sh- the extent of it could be like if someone's like, I love your music, whatever. I mean like thanks, but like even then like. Just don't. You're just like, like every time my seventeen year old husband DMs me on Instagram. You're just like opening yourself up to like shit. Um, yeah, it's just it's just stupid. It's just really really stupid. The shameful thing for me is that unlike all of you people who can say, "Well, I never liked her," I unfortunately spent a lot of my tween and like mm-hmm. Nick. Congratulations on 2014. <laughs> she fell off my radar around the time she got divorced. Honestly, in like 2016. Oh wow. Okay. I'm an, I'm an embarrassment. Um, and there's nothing quite like, like, I, I mean, I have friends who keep sending me TikTok, like deep dives of someone being like, look at all this content I like dug up that Colleen made all mm-hmm. through the 2000s. And I'm like, God damn, like, yeah, I, not that I like actively watch it, but I'm like, I remember watching this and thinking it was funny. And it's all like, horrendously racist. Oh, really? Totally in a... Yeah, there's a lot. Like... Really? I haven't heard about that. Like... Miranda Sings more like... Her in like... Miranda racist. Latina face doing like... (laughs) 
a That's weird... why they call me Lanita. <laughs> doing a, like, Lanita impersonation. Yeah. There's weird, like, Asian impersonations where she does, like, a Ching Chong, that, like... That felt weirdly, weird, very common in, like, early 2010s. Dude. Like, really casual racism against, like, Asians. Yeah. Yeah. So, that... There's also a... <laughs> This one, I remember vividly. <laughs> honestly, uh, like a, honestly, it was like it was like post Obama. Like, oh, we're like we have we, a black president. We can like, all we, be we, racist. We fix like we fixed it. Like we, we, we fixed it. And there were like girl. there were lots of like like uh, yeah. I mean, there were like lot tons of like vines and like YouTube videos, like making fun of like black stereotypes and stuff. Yeah, but like also like participated by and like made with like black people. And it seems like everyone was just like. What I'm just what I'm hearing is that weird. everything was better with Obama. It, <laughs> what I'm hearing is take me back. But it's fucking humiliating watching these videos, especially when friends are sending me this, being like, "Can you believe?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no." I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah. I mean, I guess I can believe. Yeah. Um, I watched some awful shit for like, yeah, probably just as long, 2016. Yeah. But I assume you saw the apology. In quotes, uh, I watched song. it. I watched it at Drew and Hazel's because they were both like, "Nick, you you need to watch this." And they also, <laughs> they were like, "You and Claret should um, have uh, an agreement where, like, when something like this happens, you guys like agree to record about it <laughs> within twenty four hours." I love Cause it because ever, everyone was talking about it so much, and I was like, "The thing is, is that like, I'm super down to talk about it." And, like, maybe my perspective is still valid, but I just was not. I didn't have an opinion of her before. And now I'm like, okay, so she's, like, a fucking weirdo. I but have. That, but that apology, I mean. I like that Drew and Hazel said when something like this happens, not if something like this happens. Thanks for the support, guys. <laughs> um, My biggest thing. Wait, what are, you, what are you talking about? When something like her. Yeah, apology ha- video happens. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant when something like this happens to you guys when you guys get canceled for talking no, to your minor friends. No. You need to record a podcast yeah. response. No, don't for the next out us like hours. that. No, 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 guys. And if you're in that special group chat, when, shh, that's our little secret. Remember, you don't tell anybody. When something like huge, like lightning, happens to the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what they meant. Not like. Yeah, when our like DMs with twelve year olds. When our out. secret group chat with our minors. The craziest thing is that I think because I too was a youngster, I don't know if I knew that she. Ha- I knew she had like group chats with fans. I don't think I realized they were minors, but I think also at the time too, like. But also, when you're fifteen, you're like, "What's weird about that?" Exactly, yeah. and I think that's my problem with all of her content is that like at the time, and I guess like times have changed somewhat. Mm-hmm. I thought her Thanksgiving video where she said, as Miranda, we'll feed the scraps to Squanto, was hilarious. Girl, I don't even know what that means. I I also always knew she made, like, vaguely sexual, like, mm-hmm. weird content. And now, also, because her exposure, her getting exposed, like, <laughs> came out right on the heels of that um, Shiny Happy People documentary series about the Duggars. Oh, I didn't know that, that happened. Oh, my God. No, I didn't you know miss about that. a large part of my internet. Well, clearly, yeah, that's why the podcast works so well. Um, it was an Amazon. I'm like, Prime. let me tell you about some gay porn I watched the other day. <laughs> well, I'm out in the trenches doing the real hard <laughs> yeah, research. Exactly. Nick is jacking off <laughs> and swiping on Grinder. Yeah, vigorously. Vigorously. Um, There's no swiping. On okay, Grindr. so the documentary came out, and I mean, I assume you know about Josh Duggar and his yes. <laughs> sexual... I my sister was a huge fan of that show growing up. Anyway. Yeah. Like 19 Kids and Counting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, that. yeah. No, I've, I've watched plenty of that. Josh is their oldest. He married yep. Anna. And they have our lovely grandchildren. Then there's Jana, John, David, Jill, Jessa, Ginger, Joseph, Josiah, Jedediah, Jeremiah. Oh, Joanna, Jason, James, Justin, Jackson. Not to sound like China, Joanna. but maybe there should be a limit to how many kids you can have. I also saw TikToks about from a OBGYN being like, the state of her womb is probably pretty fucking terrifying. No, I mean, it's like after the 10th kid, like. Girl, after the 5th. Like my grandma being the youngest of 12. It's like, Jesus I don't want to see that pussy. Christ. That's scary. Jesus Christ. It's anyway. One after the other. A Colleen grew up very religious. She was homeschooled. Oh. And I see a lot of the similarities. 
I am not trying to make excuses for her or Josh Duggar's behavior, but I feel like I see this common trend of like fundamentalist religion when you're raised in like your Mm -hmm. body is inherently bad and like we don't talk about this, save yourself for marriage, you're and you, you have like, God as this like looming God is authority looming. figure who you should be terrified of. You are fearfully made yeah. and like your body is a mystery essentially. Yeah, yeah. I understand where that like very confused and like curious side could turn into like horrendous behavior. And I almost got that vibe like retroactively looking at like TikToks and videos, whatever about Colleen, like with clips of her like doing inappropriate things. Yeah. It felt like that like girly raised religious who never learned what like appropriate is. What appropriate yeah. is. I felt that I felt that way about myself for like a long time, actually. Girly raised religious who never knew what appropriate was. Yeah, minus, Our new minus the first word, but yeah. <laughs> That's when you come out. <laughs> As a girly raised fundamentally <laughs> religious. Um, it's a girl race proper. No, but yeah, I, fe- I, I felt like I did not have like a good grasp on like boundaries and like what is like generally acceptable and appropriate Yeah, in general. Well, I think also like for me at and least. And that's kind of why this podcast has a good outlet because I like don't have to worry about it because you have to like selectively listen to it. And I'm like, well, that was your, that was your decision. <laughs> yeah. I think also because like I grew up in a family that like made like racy jokes and was yeah. like dirty humor and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I like saw her videos as a teenager and was like, ha like she's kind of like pretends to be a prude, but like clearly has like edgier. Yeah. Like jokes. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just like a life of deep, deep repression that if anything, I think the lesson to be learned is that, like when you don't talk about things and when you like repress all of your like sexual education and sexual identity, it's going to come out. It's, it's going to come out, out fucked up ways. in a really fucked up way. And, but also then the apology video, I'm like, Oh, you, cause I guess I wanted to like, it's like, Oh, you're mentally find Ill. a way to defend her just because like I did consume her content mm-hmm, for a long mm-hmm. time. And I think that's like a pretty natural yeah. jump to like, cause also hurts. Cause you like had a, a type of relationship with her. Right. And like, and even if I don't and haven't in a long time, yeah, I, Which we can talk about with MFM. Oh. Well, that's why it feels similar to me. Uh-huh. Um, but then the apology video, I'm like, oh, okay, you're actually a fucking narcissistic sociopath. And all the people trying to cancel MFM, yes, that was me armchair diagnosing her. Get triggered. Like, fuck off. I mean, the Miranda things, I mean, that, that apology video... And the fact that she now like put it on iTunes for ten bucks so she can copyright strike people. No, it just keeps getting more and more like deluded and like maniacal. I'm like, oh, you're a crazy money hungry freak. I don't know what. Okay, I still actually don't even know what the actual like allegations are. Um, <laughs> sent weird inappropriate messages to underage fans. Yeah. She, Beyond like, sent that, underwear like, to a fan. Okay. Um, That's really fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> and it was weird stuff, like, on one of her tours, they, she would, like, she and her friend, like, bullied <laughs> these kids, too, and, like... Live show. Wouldn't, like, wouldn't let them shower. And, like, just, like, weird shit like that. It's, like, when shit like this happens... Okay, like, okay, what was the James Charles thing? He was like DMing and Snapchatting with like 16, 17 year old guys or something. I don't even really remember. I feel like that's what it was. And he was like 21, 22. I think he was talking about sucking dick and cock at Tati's birthday. I mean that, but like, you <laughs> that's know. That's all I know. Um, Oh my God. Time and place. Time and place. And you did it at my birthday. And you did it at my birthday. <laughs> Winona Ryder. And you did it at my birthday. And that's like in that Anyways. moment when you're like staring at the camera saying that, like, don't you like want to reevaluate your <laughs> life? Like, fucking <laughs> dick and cock. Like, or, okay, I don't need, maybe not even to when quote, you're. To go, to go, to go contra points. Ultimately, like, it's about the hair vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if not, when you're filming it, maybe when you're editing it, when you're clipping those pieces <laughs> together. That immaculately <laughs> edited video. No, but what I wanted to say, and I feel, I feel, the audio I feel weird bringing thing. it up. But the only reason I'm bringing it up is is because I feel like it's important to 
be specific and uh, be able to distinguish between things that are similar, but are like, but do have differences. But like, there's okay. So like, if, if James Charles was like 21, like Snapchatting with 16 year olds, like nudes or whatever. Yes, like, that is different than being in your late 30s. That is not okay. <laughs> Fucked up. Don't do it. That is different than James Charles still being 22, whatever, and like DMing like a 10 year old or whatever. I don't disagree. And like, there's a weird like flattening of like um, the neoliberal agenda. The neoliberal agenda. No, like there's a weird flattening of uh, there's just a huge difference between like a 16, 17 year old and like a kid. Yeah. And people who. Sorry, if you're hooking, if you're an adult and you're hooking up with a 16, 17 year old, you're a fucking weirdo loser and don't do it. Um, but you're not a pedophile. Like that's not what that is. And it's just bizarre to see people like really like use that word like very flippantly. People really be getting they pitchforks. People and it's like as they should, but just don't use that word. Yeah, like, language like, you're not, be losing all meaning. You're literally <laughs> like <laughs> Like, we just be saying words. No, amen. She sees the sun. She's going to fly and attack it. But now, I people seem to have recently, like, discovered my favorite murder and are acting like, did you guys I know? I cannot wait to talk about this. That there's a podcast about murder? murder? Called My Favorite Murder? And I'm it's like, like stop it's like, acting like you're how, actually offended by it. How, stop acting like How that. dare you be offended by genuinely one of the greatest podcast titles ever? An absolute genius title. People be making claims like Thank God they don't do that anymore where they're like, well, this week my favorite murder is. <laughs> they did that for the first like ten episodes. <laughs> miss them. I miss People the old Karen. People love to have a common enemy a common like thing to be up in arms about and the more people that are adding to the conversation the more like validated the people making these claims feel and then they just keep piling the fuck on because i'm not entirely sure what the actual like quote takedown that people on tiktok mostly or trying to do on my favorite murder because it is just... true is true crime just now not okay is it now just deeply problematic well once again the whole thing with my favorite murder has been like it's comedy it's comedy it's... about like the darkest thing and if you have a problem with it get the fuck out like that's oh i forgot yeah li- literally. literally literally what karen says at live literally shows. if and... you have a problem with it get the fuck out and why is that so why is it so hard for people to mind their fucking business and this is coming, speaking for us both, we haven't listened to this since, like, I haven't listened to, to it since, like, early 2020. But people are on their TikTok, like, witch hunt, making these videos, being like, "Have you, I, I'm so glad people are ready to talk about the podcast, My Favorite Murder, and how problematic it is. And then they just go on to, like, say what the show is about and, like, list... <laughs> Things they have talked about. Then they just about. play one of the episodes. No, literally. Or like, <laughs> they talk about some of the like, like, the ladies aren't perfect. There were like, there's an incident with a merch design that featured a teepee and then they took it down. And I think that was resolved in like 48 hours. It, they put it up and then the fans were like, hey, that's like not cool. I don't think. And they were like, okay, we'll take it down. And then they did like, I guess, but the TikTok news reporters are like, and there was merch with a TP on it that they took down. But I'm like, and it's always not native people. No, it's whiteies trying to absolve their whitey <laughs> guilt, and they're like, I will now whiteies dive in front of the bullet of the microaggression that was. <laughs> committed five years ago like girly the ship we're has about, sailed we're talking, we're talking about 2018 drama in internet time centuries i just i fear look i think holding people and influencers and, and celebrities <laughs> accountable to some degree is overall a net positive i do believe that like I think the way it's been enacted has overall been a net negative. 
I agree. Yeah. In theory, net positive. Yeah. Like, I'm glad, like, Harvey Weinstein isn't around anymore, but, like, <laughs> it's like, okay, got one. But the, <laughs> the fucking standards and, like, moral upstanding people we expect celebrities to be is pretty Delulu. Also, what happened, especially with artists, like like musicians? And now it's like Harry now, Styles doesn't do community service, question mark? No. <laughs> but like, okay, like Lana's mesh mask at the Grove. It's like, yeah, Queen, like maybe put on a real fucking mask. But also like I don't turn to Lana Del Rey <laughs> for like my COVID safety advice. And if you do, you're a moron. I it's like to she's setting a bad example. I I'm listen like, to Lana get, Del Rey. If you're getting your example on how to be safe during COVID from Lana Del Rey, you're the problem, not her. Like, why are you? Why are you like trying to absolve yourself of so much responsibility and like project it onto celebrities? Well, it's I'm so, so it is glad so fucking that you brought weird. that up because specifically that time in our spooky little lives. <laughs> In the peak of Black Lives Matter, yeah, yeah, when everyone was canceling everyone, the like, do you remember eighty six list, Eugene? Yeah, that was crazy. When it was just like, let's air everyone's dirty laundry and cancel everyone for, which some of it, some of it, I'm yeah. like, most of that was just so. white people getting mad at white people. I think it started from a good place and then it turned into like, who's got leads on this place? Haven't heard yeah. anything about Ambrosia yet. Anyone know of anything bad that's <laughs> happened at that restaurant? Yeah. It's like, Whoa. Anyone has Ambrosia trauma? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like we all jumped on this Colleen thing pretty heavily. And I'm seeing the same um, fervor about MFM right now. Yeah. And it just, I'm like, why do we always, uh, can't we all just get along? I think I have a good take about about this with what? MFM. So like I parasocially do like I have like a lot of love for Karen and Georgia, you know. Um like I really liked their show for a really long time. So I think they're both like they're both very funny, very talented. Um love them a lot. Haven't listened to the show since 2020. Um and personally for why I stopped listening was one I was sort of moving away from being interested in true crime in general. Um, but part of why I liked the show in the beginning is like, because the humor was like very dark and it, they weren't like walking on eggshells and I don't remember them. I don't remember them even saying stuff that like, I, I mean, not that I'm like the end all be all of what's offensive, but I don't even remember. They weren't making like, I don't think that, like, they were never racist. They were never, like, homophobic. Nick, Nick, I heard so. Okay, you they know. Were ne- like, they, they were never. Put a pin in it. Because okay. one of the videos I saw, do you remember how on MFM they would, they had their, like, spell it like you say it thing about people's names being spelled weird? Someone was trying to claim that that's racist. Girl. I'm like, can we just. They're, tar- uh, they're talking, not, I mean, they're talking about names like Megan. Like, they're not talking about, like. They're talking about like Taylor. They're not talking about like names that have been translated from languages that use a different alphabet. God, it's like the, these these people. Talking <laughs> about Jeffrey spelled with a G, like that. Bitch. Yeah, no, they're talking. This leads perfectly into my point. So, and I remember one of like the hardest times I've ever laughed, like listening to a podcast. Maybe one of the hardest times I've ever laughed in general. The happiest things ever been was was like this was like an early episode, like pr- before. Like within the first seventy episodes, I want to say, um, they were talking about how John Benet's brother mm-hmm. was um, going to go on Doctor Phil. Okay, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, they're they're talking about how. So this is before that interview, which also that interview is so fucking crazy. But they're talking about how John Benet's brother is gonna do like an interview with Doctor Phil, and Karen, who is a TV writer. It's like, oh, one of my friends is a producer at Dr. Phil. And then Georgia, without skipping a beat, is like, oh my God, can we go? Can we sit in the front row? Should we dress up as John Bonet? And that is outrageously funny. The two of them dressing up like fucking drag queens <laughs> in the front row of Dr. <laughs> as this guy's like infamous murdered six-year-old sister is so fucking funny. And like she does, it, it was just like instant. And I know they wouldn't make that joke 
nowadays. Because, unfortunately... The woke police have ruined all of our yeah, fun. Because, because the wokies. No, but they... And the, like, the worst part is, is that like they cultivated a fan base that inevitably would turn on them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. They like they us. They can literally. <laughs> guys, they, they don't can, leave. Don't stop. Guys, stop um, packing your bags, please come I, back. But they like they cultivated this audience, and they kept like they kept conceding on things. They kept saying like we're learning and we're listening, and like that's good, but it's not good to do blindly. I would say. Yeah. And I think a good example of that would be the like we don't say prostitute anymore. We say sex worker. And, like, I'm not commenting on that specifically, but <laughs> I remember when that happened, they seemed to accept it without, like, really understanding, I guess, the argument behind it, I guess, mm. or even agreeing necessarily with the logic behind it. Yeah. And I'm not saying they should or they shouldn't have, but that's what seemed to have happened. And so it just, like, continued to be, like, stuff like that. Yeah. And one, I mean, it's also, like... I mean, it's like fucking training a dog. It's like if the dog does something to get something and then mm-hmm. you like reward that behavior, then they're like, oh, cool. So if I do that, I get this. And it's the same. It's the same thing. They like it. They kind of dug their own grave with this. Yeah. And it's like it really sucks because like for a really long time, they were like the fucking top. I know. Yeah. No. Like Loki, like in like inspo for us. Like hugely. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And, and I and like I love their I love oh my god wait I can't believe we're talking about FM, MFM right now the cousins that you met yesterday live in Petaluma I know and they know Laura <gasps> and they were like and they were like oh yeah and Laura's daughter plays softball and I was like Laura I was shut <laughs> up are you fucking kidding me no I was like do you know the Kilgariffs and she was like oh yeah 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 I know Laura and I was like oh my god <laughs> is that fucking crazy? we gotta go we gotta go visit. we gotta go yeah time <laughs> Petaluma here we come. I think it just makes me, as someone who, like, enjoys edgy comedy, Yeah, I get a little God disheartened <laughs> when I see, like, we're canceling these women because they, like... Let's cancel two, like, badass boss babes who built a podcast media empire. I don't know. I think it's, it's just disheartening, and I feel like I have to walk on eggshells. So really sad for Colleen, really sad for MFA. <laughs> No, I think I just yes, get Yes, they like, are the same. I just get so bummed when it feels like I just feel like a wave of like we need to talk about mm-hmm. is on the mm-hmm. horizon and I don't want to fucking talk. I don't want to discourse about like the I think I think it's going to happen. <sighs> I think it's going to happen, but I think this time we're going to see a lot more people kind of have the same feeling that we do. It's, I, I'm sorry if you're going on TikTok and saying we need to talk about MFM and doing a deep dive into how these like two essential random strangers who talk about famous murders uh, weekly have like deeply personally offended you and why we need to talk about it. Well, one, no, we don't. No, we don't need to talk about it. Two, you're not an enjoyable person to be around. And if like and you have if you have friends. They must all be kind of like you, and you all are probably pretty insufferable. <laughs> like, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, I I'm just, honestly not saying that to like be mean or like. He's saying it for your benefit. I'm not trying to say that to be mean. I'm just like, I've met people like that in real life, and it'd be irritating. They have like, they think they're doing the right thing. They think they have good intentions, but ultimately, it's just their way of trying to signal that they're like a good person to both themselves and to others. And it's like, if you have to signal that to people, if you have to do stuff like that to convince yourself and other people that you are like morally upstanding or whatever, like I'm confident in myself and my beliefs and that like, ultimately I am a good person and I like have the correct values and I like believe in equality and like respecting all people. Like I feel confident in myself with that. So I don't feel the need to like, push someone else down to make myself seem higher. And I don't also don't want to paint Karen and Georgia as victims. Cause like they're multimillionaires with a podcasting. No, empire. I don't They'll think be they're fine. Victims. I just but think it's it really fucking about. annoying. Yeah. I think what you're saying about fatigue, like I feel like we wasted a lot of our energy talking and TikTok is a disease. And like, yeah. 
overall it has given TikTok is like mental illness manifest. Well, it's just given too many people a platform to have opinions and potentially blow up due to those opinions. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like there was just one viral Colleen video. Like <laughs> there was a fucking billion reaction videos, yeah. deep dives, her actual video, and then like people stitching, people duetting it. And like mm-hmm. that's just too much discourse. Yeah. And I think you're probably right about the fatigue because I feel like we are just like we wasted a lot of energy. And what's the goal? What Did, what are we trying to that's get? That's what I've been saying. What is the goal? Do we want Karen and Georgia to stop podcasting? Do we want them to apologize? Do we want them to say sorry? Sorry, we're we're listening and learning. Apparently not, because that fucking TikTok that you sent me about the TP thing. Yeah. So someone was complaining about Karen and Georgia, and was talking about the TP on the shirt thing. <sighs> Once again, not a Native American person, um, <laughs> for the record. Um, and they were talking about how so like shirt comes out, fans say, "Hey, this probably isn't like a good idea." Um, and so then they take the shirt off their store and like issue an apology and say like, thanks so much for letting us know that this isn't okay. Like we're not perfect, but we're going to keep trying to get better. Like literally what more do you want? I'm so tired of it. I'm so sick of it. I'm so fucking sick and tired of the Photoshop. There was a tweet that there was a tweet that was essentially like the reason that you see people like. Chrissy Teigen and Anderson Cooper, who in like 2009, 2010 were like really vicious bullies, mm-hmm. now be woke is because uh, previously uh, bullet like kind of like your standard classic bullying of just like ripping into people was like the way to bully someone. Mm-hmm. But now like using like quote unquote woke language which is so annoying therapy speak fucking therapy speak and woke language like it's bullying you're using these tools to (gasps) bully people we should all have our voice boxes removed we need to stop talking as a country like just shut the fuck up we've lost the privilege to speak no literally i'm like you can speak never (laughs) taylor's version (laughs) shut the fuck up taylor's (laughs) version (laughs) talk when you have the talking stick the talking stick taylor's version like it really it really is that way. Like they're just bullies. They're probably people who were bullied and are now like realizing how good it feels. That is so real. No. No, they're just the- people with like childhood resentment for whatever reason and now they're yes! and now they're taking it out on Twitter and TikTok. Which once a loser, always a loser. Like if you go on TikTok and say we need to talk about while looking directly into the camera, like Go on, go on like El Camino in Spain. Like, go find yourself in say nature. Say what you want to say <laughs> and let the words fall out. Honestly, honestly, so true. You know what I'm saying? Totally. I wish we were on that submarine. We would have had a fun time. Yeah. Take me back. Honestly, dude, the submarine was such a fucking crazy little. It, I, yeah, I just remember one day so I saw something where it was like, oh, like there's a submarine that's going to go visit the Titanic. And I was like, okay, cool. And then the next day it was like, we've lost contact. And I was like, okay, so they're dead. And then the next day it was like international search in <laughs> in the Atlantic for missing uh, submersible. They didn't even call it a submarine. They called it like a submergible vessel <laughs> or whatever. But honestly, what a... What a good good way to go out. Cursed rich guy behavior. Like totally. The only one I feel bad for is that nineteen year old. I know. That that that's sad and that sucks. But but I mean otherwise. We just tried a true crime podcast to cover his death. Do you see that tweet that was like <laughs> the guys in the submarine when they lost contact and it's Taylor performing gorgeous? <laughs> I think I might sink and drown and die. And with that that's our show good night we're back baby better than ever better than ever better than you've ever seen us there's a new mfm in town there hasn't been an mfm in here for 25 years love you mean hello thank you so much for listening um remember the past 67 episodes when i told you that claray's instagram is the grease trap queen so that is, um, that's not the truth. Uh, Claray's new Instagram is <laughs> Claray J. Smith. At Claray J. Smith. 
and me, Nick, my Instagram is at Nick Curl. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you for listening. Like I already said, I hate recording those little outros because I know no one listens. <laughs> but you can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Girls. You can go to our website to submit any stories uh, that you have on your own that you want us to read on air at braincellgirls.com. You can also get merch there, and you can support us on Patreon for bonus content at patreon.com slash braincellgirls. And yeah, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it.